Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will have me behind the cross, that you give me access and ability to minister the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. God, I ask you right now that you will release angels around the pulpit. I command fire from heaven to burn up everything that's not of you. Holy Spirit, come in. Last week when I was going to North Carolina to preach, God gave me this message on the road in the midst of going to preach another message. Start the hornet's nest. And it was very interesting the way that he gave it to me. And one of the things about everywhere that God, Jesus went, he stirred up something. So I looked up the word stir, and it says move or cause to move slightly. It says arouse strong feelings in someone. A slight physical movement. I looked up the word harness. It says large rocks, species, and are very aggressive and territorial. Notorious for building nests in the most outlandish of places. We're talking about harness. And I looked up the word nest. And it says we're here, laying eggs and sheltering its young. It also talked about a bird, but it says a tool used by, it says nearly a whole class of animals. So we're just, we're not talking about birds, we're talking about a harness, and it's always in the nest, it's a cluster of things. When you're dealing with spiritual warfare, you're gonna know that there's a cluster there. You just don't have one demon, you got many. There are over 20,000 species of, of bees in the world. I'm going to be giving you about the seven woes. That's Matthew, the 23rd chapter. But you got to understand something. When God was dealing with the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he always stirred up something in them. He called them names. And it's very interesting in deliverance, you call out the name of the demon that's attacking the person. You just don't say, hey, you come out. They come out because you call them out by their name. He called them ye blind, God in the blind. He called them fools. He called them um, whitewashed tomb people. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. He called them hypocrites. For you are like what? Whitewashed Whitewash tombs. Which indeed appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones. And all unclean. He called them serpents. He called them vipers. A generation of vipers. When you look at deliverance, huh, there's always a generational connection somewhere. 
very interesting. When you're looking at the hornet's nest and things that it does, we're going to really look into this. You can go to Matthew, the 12th chapter, starting at verse 28. And the Pharisees are blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And I think, and what they're doing is they're accusing Jesus of casting out a spirit by the power of Bezebub. And Jesus is telling them that Satan is not going to come against himself. And let's go to verse 25. Let's go to verse 20. It says, let me go to verse 23, 22. It says, then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes was amazed and said, could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Bezebub, the ruler of demons. One thing I, I notice about people, when you're doing, a, and doing the right thing, they're always going to say it's another spirit. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand and if Satan cast out Satan he is divided against himself how then can his kingdom stand and if I cast out demons by Bezebub by whom do you sons cast them out Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon me. Or else how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless first he binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? I'm going to stop there. This is the things that God was speaking to me about. Jesus calls, called them out by their wrongdoings. One of the things about it is when God was dealing with the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the scribes, he called up their wrongdoings. When you're stirring up the hornet's nest, that means you're breaking their flow of the way they communicate the way they operate. So Jesus was calling them out based on what they were doing wrong and the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees did not like Jesus so therefore they put what they were doing off on him to bring confusion to the people around but Jesus stood his ground. Some of you are in there trying to stop the harness nest and you got confused in the midst of it. But you got to know who sent you in there to destroy the nest 
of the wasps, of bees and harnesses. They were trying to bite Jesus, but they couldn't. One of the things about it is when God has sent you somewhere, whatever is on them will not be able to destroy you because God is anointing you and calling you to do this type of work. One of the things about it is different being in self. When you're in self, that overtakes you. That's why when you got to know that your season and your hour that God is sending you in there to do a job, when God is sending you in there to do a job, there's nothing that the enemy can do but submit to the power of God. Even though the scribes and the Pharisees constantly came up against Jesus Christ, but they could not defend him, defeat him in any other way because his time was not at yet. You need to understand something. When God is using you now in this season to stir things that's been laid dormant, things that's been in generational things, you need to understand you're going to have to stand your ground. you got to know in that season in that hour or that moment in your life that God is giving you to do this assignment. It doesn't matter what your friends and family say. It does not matter what anybody else around you say. It doesn't matter how bad they try to make you look. One thing about a thief, he's going to make her, the person that's innocent look bad. You need to understand we're living in an hour. They're finna call right, wrong, and wrong right. You need to understand in this hour what God is doing and what are your assignment in this season. Some of you got mixed up along the way, but you got to stand flat-footed. You got to stand just like Jeremiah said, whose side are you going to be on? You better stand on the Lord's side and radical everything else that's the resemblance of Jezebel or Mount Carmel. You need to understand that the fire is going to come down and divide the sacred from the unsacred. You need to understand now God is stirring up some things and I pray that your mind and your heart is prepared for battle. You have to get rid of the queen bee. Sometimes the queen bee is inside of you. How can you cast out a demon that you have? How do you expect everybody else around you to be submitted to the power of God? When the enemy came up against Jesus Christ, he could not find anything that was wrong in him. That's why they could not deal with Jesus the way that they wanted to because Jesus was always in the center of Jesus Christ, of God the Father. You need to understand God never changed his mind in the midst of a battle. God never changed his mind in the midst of the situation in which he came down. You need to understand that God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sin. That mission never changed. All throughout the Old New Testament, he said, I do as my father has called me to do. You need to stand and be flat-footed on what God is calling you to do. You so busy trying to pacify. You so busy trying to compromise. But you don't understand every time that you compromise. Not only you compromise your anointing, but you compromise your position in Jesus Christ. And then now you want to know why things are not moving or being rearranged in your life. Because guess what? You change your mind along the way. And the Bible says a man that has his hand on the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom. You need to understand now. God is trying to save souls. God is trying to do what needs to be done. And if he called you out to do it, either you're going to answer or you're going to reject it. But you're going to spend your rest of your life being a rejection of God or being out of the will of God because you're not doing what your God-given talent or what you were designing the earth to do. You need to understand now God is moving by light speed. He's moving by his power and his anointing. 
meaning he's moving fast, more than what your natural man can comprehend, but your spirit man knows at all times when God is moving. Because you can feel him, but you can't perceive that he's there. But you know that God is up to something. Huh? Seem like when it gets to the worst, huh? uh, down to the bottom of the barrel, huh? you need to know that God huh? has not changed his mind huh? in the midst of your assignment that he's given you. Huh? You need to understand something. Huh? Time is really critical. Huh? One thing I learned about people, huh? they don't understand and value time within their life huh? because they let somebody else steal their life in time huh? because that's what it's connected to. It's not a material thing. Huh? The most valuable thing that you possess in this earth is your time. Now, if you allow other people to waste your time, guess what? You don't value anybody else's time. But when you understand that this life is short and you're only here for a little while, you need to understand we didn't come here to stay. But you spending your life like you're going to be here for a billion years. You're not going to be here for a long time. Life is short. You need to understand you don't have long to stay here. You don't know when God is going to call your number or the rapture or to be caught up in the heaven and to be with the Lord in the sky. You need to understand what is happening. Your time has just got cut short. You have to bind the strong man. Some of you don't know how to bind the strong man. You don't want to get down to deliverance. You're still trying to look at everybody else and what they're doing. You need to understand and know at this hour, what is the strong man? What is that thing that's inside of you that's plundering your goods? That's causing you to act out and do things out of character? Causing you to come up against the things of God? You want to come and do anything that you want to do any kind of way that you want and you think that God is going to accept it. You need to understand, I told you, exposure coming. God is going to expose those things that's been creeping in the dark, crawling around in the dark, tipping and slipping in the dark. You need to understand God is going to stir up the harness nest. And you know what is going to happen. It's going to cause all the other things that's inside of you to start buzzing because it's being disturbed. Because God is coming on the scene. He's trying to deal with you where you are. You need to understand he's not going to deal with you higher than where you are. He's dealing with you where you are. That's why when you start looking at yourself, you see the sin nature, you see how low that you have fallen, oh Satan you need to understand about the morning star and how it fell, you need to understand what God is saying and doing in this hour, you need to let God come in and deal and break down all of those walls and strong men that lives inside of you it keeps the other demons at bay into a strong man's house and spoil his good except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. If you don't have no power, if you don't understand about deliverance, you need to understand something. Them demons will come back and the Bible says it's going to flee for a season and it's going to bring seven more worse than the ones that were there. All of this deliverance, all of these things that you're saying that you're working on, but it seemed like I'm a witch in the midnight hour. It seemed like it go away and then when the full moon comes, it seemed like everything that I thought that I was delivered from, it seems to come back on me and then you want to know why God cannot trust you or why God is not 
God. The first thing you need to ask is, can you be trusted? He does not give you something more than what your value worth in him is. What is the queen and why it's important? I want to talk about the queen. Because the queen is the strong man. You get the queen out of your spiritual house. But as long as the queen is storing in your house, there's no peace. You want to know why there's such a mental torment. You want to know why there's an uneasy rest and there's always something that's going on. It seems like uh, everybody else is walking around in peace and tranquility. But there's always a storm brewing in my psychological concept of where I see things and the way that I'm moving. Uh, and you don't realize uh, the way that you move and handle different things in your life uh, is a result of what's going on in your subconscious. Uh, you talk about breaking the spirit of insanity. Uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, uh, expecting a different result. Uh, there's not going to be a different result. Uh, you got to get the quick out the house. You need to understand something. You got to get a hold of the strong man. You need to go back to fasting and praying and seeking God with your whole heart that you turn your life over to God. Not just for a season, but for eternity. Because the things that's happening in the earth now is really coming into a place that you would not understand. You need to understand why that there's bees swarming all over New York City. You need to understand that God is sending signs and seasons and things are changing. What used to happen in November is happening in August. And what is used to happen in August is happening in January. Times and seasons are shifting and changing. No man knows what's going to happen. They don't even know what the next minute is going to be. God is changing everything up. He's stirring up the harness nest. Queens. Queen bees are the reproductive leaders of a colony of bees. They work together to keep the hives organized and safe. Their task includes gathering food, creating new honeycomb cells, and raising young babies. Queen bees are important because they help to keep the colony healthy and productive. Look at the world. We have taken on that animal-like mentality. We take on that mentality and we want to know why our marriages, why the job and, and the family situations and, and the dynamics of the home is the way that it is. You don't understand that the world has made us to be more animalistic. You want to know why animals not scared of you because we have that animal nature in us. If it's not crucified in Jesus Christ. Why the animals come up to you that they used to be fearful of you. That's in the book of Genesis. God put that there but now the fear is not even in the animals now. Look what's been happening in the last 10 years. We talked about the sharks and everything else and all of these things that's happening in the world and the snakes and all of these things that's going on now. You need to understand that God is moving in a different way. You need to understand the times and the season in which you're living in. You need to go back and check yourself. You don't understand. Everything is calm now. 
down, like I said before. But you need to understand something. When the storm comes, the only thing that's going to be able to stand that is not your immortal flesh, but it's your spiritual body. It's the spiritual aspect of you that's one that stands the brute of the storm. You need to understand something because our flesh is the first thing to cave in. Why? Because we're full of our emotions. We're full of why is this happening? I pay my tithes and often I go to the church, but yet your flesh doesn't mean anything to God. It's your spirit that speaks. And your spirit understands time. The natural man looks on his watch on his arm and say, it's this time. And this is why they, de they are defeminizing men. And I want to read you about mating between male and female. Bees reproduce sexually by mating between, uh, between male and females. Only the queen bee and the male bee drone, that's what he's called a drone, are able to mate. Isn't it something that the male bee is called a drone? What flies in the air? This is what's going to trip you out right here. The queen bee flies up 70 feet into the air to mate with the male drone from other hives and collect sperm. Do they know more than what you know? She then returns to her hive and lays, it says right here, either fertilized or unfertilized eggs. The fertilized eggs develop into female worker bees, while the unfertilized eggs develop into male drones. A male drone A drone is a male honeybee. Unlike the female, it says worker bee, drones do not have stings. Isn't that what they're teaching us about the male? He doesn't have a voice. They do not gather nectar or pollen. I looked up next, it says a sugary rich liquid. The bell, the mat, the, when you look at the bees, they're always buzzing in these flowers. That's a sweet liquid. A drone only role is to mate with a maiden queen. Look at the way society. They're taking the animal instinct and they are operating in it. We're talking about stirring up the hornet's nest. A foolish woman tears up her house. Proverbs 14 and 1 says right here, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. What I, what I thought was very interesting is that the NIV version says, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. We're talking about the queen bee. We're talking about stirring up the beehive. Until God comes in and deals with your spiritual man, you're going to tap everything around you. That's why it's important for us to be in a place that God can flow through us, that we can hear his voice and move. 
Because if we do not hear the voice of God, you're going to scatter those things that was close to you. They will be far away from you. There's a shifting and a changing of the gods where the woman is becoming dominant. And the male is becoming like a female. You need to understand what they're saying about the Antichrist. You need to understand something about Satan. He is neither male or female. But yet he possessed both parts. He was beautiful to look at, but terrible to interact with. You need to see this and understand this. That we have to be about our father's business. We're going to have to be in a place that you truly understand that when Satan comes against you, who you need to understand something. The greatest attack a Christian is ever going to face is the ones in the household of faith. Those are the ones that's going to come up against you hardest in the spirit. You need to understand some Pontius Pilate did not want to persecute Jesus. It was the ones, it was his own people that came up against him and wanted to kill him. And they rather have a known criminal to be released than Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Even though he was performing miracles and working all of these things and bringing about a change and ushering in a new move of God. And you need to understand all of these things that was going on in the Bible. You need to understand the Old Testament. You need to understand the New Testament. Jesus Christ ushered in a whole lot of things in the New Testament. He birthed a whole nother set of things. He said, I didn't come to fulfill, I mean, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill it. Even though he was fulfilling but yet he was birthing a new dispensation and now God is bringing us into another dispensation and the people are asleep. The people in the household of faith are asleep. They do not understand what God is saying and doing. They don't understand that God is going to move by his power and his anointing. You don't understand that you need to get delivered. You don't need to understand that God is trying to bring you to a place so when God brings things back you will be a clean vessel and there will be nothing in you that you will not hold against that person. You need to understand that the unforgiveness is a terrible thing. And what the people said will pound in your head and your heart and it will stop you from doing the will of God. You better fast and pray more in this season than you ever did because Satan is moving. And those that have eyes to see and ears to hear to hear to what the Spirit is saying. Can you hear God in the noise? It's one thing hearing God when it's silent, but you better learn how to hear God when there's noise around you, when there's devastation around you. Why do you think the world is going to get better? I told you the world is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. How are you going to be able to do that? God is trying to store up the beehive that's inside of you. God is trying to store up the harnessness that's inside of you so you can come into that place because the very one that done you wrong is the very one that you're going to have to feed and sit at your table. And you cannot be at the table saying, you did to me 25 years ago or 10 years ago. It ain't gonna matter. You got to look and see and know and understand the times in which we're living in. You need to understand that dispensation of your life is over. Now God is ushered in something else. He's bringing you higher. He said, I'll make your enemies your footstool. How can he make your enemies your footstool if you're gonna crush them? God said, I would have let the enemy do that, but because of your prayers, I saved them. But God is getting you ready for this next miracle, for this next thing that he's trying to do in your life. But are you ready? 
Are you really ready to hear and see what God is saying? Bees produce honey. There is something good coming in this situation. You may not understand it now, but after God deals with you and store up and bring a place where you can understand, even though that I went through this process, that he's going to turn it around for your good. That which was cursing you will start blessing you. In order to get the honey, you have to get rid of the bees. When people want to get rid of, bee, of bees, they call in a professional. Who is the professional? It's the ancient of days. He was here before you and I. And when you leave, he's still going to be here existing and what he is just is. You got to understand something. When he told Moses, he said, who should I tell him that sent me? I am. You need to understand he's the Alpha Omega. He's not Alpha and Omega. He's Alpha Omega. That's what they call him over in Israel. You put the and in because you're still doubting. But he's Alpha Omega. You need to understanding he's the beginning and the ending. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and the morning star. He's Yahweh. He's El Shaddai. He's Jehovah. He's the lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. He's the one that died on the tree and shed his precious blood. You need to understand something. He's the one that's the giver of life. He's the one that's the restorer of the breach. He is. He is all that I need. He's bread when I'm hungry. He's water when I'm thirsty. You need to understand who God is. He's the one huh, that poured out the water in, in the children of Israel when they were out there in the desert. Huh? You need to understand something. Huh? Even though he told Moses huh, to speak to the rock and Moses huh, hit the rock, the water still came. Huh? But even though you did something wrong, huh, he's not to cut you off like he did Moses. Huh? That's where grace and mercy come in. Huh? You need to understand who you serve. Huh? He is Alpha Omega. Huh? He is all that I need. Huh? He's the nourisher of my body and my mind. Huh? He's the bread. Huh? That was there for me. Oh my God, I can eat from the bread of heaven. He's the bread of life. That I will never be hungry no more. Even though my natural body is fasting. But he feeds me spiritual bread from heaven. But the owner needs to know they have, they have a beehive. If you don't want to acknowledge anything, God can't move. The Bible says you overcome by your testimony. People in the church don't understand true repentance. You repent and you go back and do the same thing. The Bible calls you worse than the infidel. Before you ask for anything, let's get repentance together. As long as you are sitting there holding stuff and harboring stuff, you're not truly delivered. We got to get into a place that we fast. Fasting is not for you to get a new house for your, for, for your faith, for this and that. Fasting is to break the shackles and chains off of you. Go back and read Isaiah. The yoke, the bondage that's on you. Where's the bondage at? You need to understand it's around your brain. You want to know why there's so many things going on. Deuteronomy 28 chapter told you that's one of the curses. It's the confusion of the mind. You want to know why we sit here confused of the mind. You want to know why we're not delivered and set free. Because we want to hold on to that thing for a long, long time. Because 
it's become a part of us. And you need to understand why God is throwing up that tauntedness because he's trying to go straight in there. The bees ain't going to sting them because you want it done. You want this deliverance. You crave it day and night. You done fasted and prayed. You done laid before God. This thing is not going to haunt me no more. Anything spiritual you ask for God, he's going to do it for you. The things that I had to wait on is the natural things because he knew my spirit, man, was not ready for the natural things that I was asking for. But I'm just telling him to work on me now. stirring up things in our lives to show us what's wrong with us. We want to see what's wrong with everybody else. Huh? But you don't understand there's something wrong with you. Huh? Like how they used to say, huh? you point one hand at somebody else, huh? but there's four pointing back at you. Huh? You need to understand now, huh? we got to get this together. Huh? God's got to come in huh? and stir up the beehive, huh? the nest that's inside of me, the harness nest, huh? and that he can let go, huh? that I can do what he's calling me to do. Huh? I have to die that he may increase. Huh? There's something about God huh? that we only know that God knows. You need to understand that you got to trust and obey and see what God is saying. There's something from the pulpit to the back door that we got to get delivered from. I don't care how you go. You still live in this earthly body. You still in this flesh. As long as you housed in this, there's something you're going to have to overcome. There's always going to be a bee that's going to try to come back to the nest. But except you get rid of the queen bee, you need to understand all the other bees are still going to stay there. Get rid of the queen. Get rid of the things that's holding you down. Get rid of the strong man. And that God can come in and deliver you. There's a change. Everybody that's in here, you got to change. You're the pad of caterpillar. You're the pillar that's for your family. You're the one that everything revolves around. You need to know your position. You need to know your stands in God. You need to know that you got the whole fans. Take the blows. Take the wounds. But the guess what? Unless God stands you up, you won't be able to stand. You will become like them. You'll listen to that devil, you'll be just like them. But God says, I got to set your mind like Flint. You need to understand that's a hard substance. You need to set your mind like Flint. When the enemy comes at you one way, he'll flee seven different ways. You got to walk into the power of the Holy Ghost. You can't let nothing stop you. You need to know that you're unstoppable in Christ Jesus. Because they know he slay me, yet will I trust him. I need to know that the right hand of all of God is with me to go back and bring deliverance huh? in myself, in my home. Huh? I'm the catalyst. I'm the one, the mediator. Huh? I'm the one that brings peace in the midst of chaos in my home. He's working on something. He's trying to fix things that's out of order. He's trying to save your soul. Not your flesh or emotions. Stop living in your emotions. That is not the true you. The soul of a man is the true man. It's not what comes out of a man that defiles him. Mark 7 and 20. It says right here, what comes up? It says out of a man that defiles a man. Says far from within, out of the heart of man proceeds evil. Thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders. It says thieves, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lawlessness, and evil eye, blaspheme, proud, 
from within and defiles. Amen. You need to understand. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 15 and 18. What comes out of the, it says mouth comes from the heart. <laughs> you need to understand something. <laughs> but those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart. And they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. <laughs> Murders, adulteries, fornication, strife, false witness, blasphemy. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. You need to understand what's coming out of you and out of the mouth, out of the heart. These are the things that bring defilement upon your life. You need to understand how God is moving and what God is saying in your life. You got to get your soul right. The Bible says you work out your soul with fear and trembling. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you're saying. How many times an offering? But if you don't get your heart right, Everything else is fruitful. It amount to anything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We need to understand that. If it's in your, it says if it's in your heart, hatred. Jeremiah 17 and 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. Why do you think God said it? Because everything lodges into our what? Heart. We take things where? In our heart. And desperately wicked. Who can know this? I, the Lord, searches the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways. According to the fruit of his doing. Get your soul right. You will not go anywhere in God. You cannot be trusted. We want the higher things in God, but our soul is not right. Our heart is full of issues of life. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart flows the issues of life. We need to really grab a hold of deliverance. I'm not talking of going in and out like a revolving door and you sitting here with legions of demons. You started off with seven and now you got 14 and then it goes on so forth. You need to understand something, all of this back and forth. You need to make up your mind and stand firm. You need to make up your mind and stand flat footed on what God has told you. If you can't do that, you need to stay somewhere until you can get it. You need to understand something. God told them they had the appearance of righteousness. But they were not right. We don't understand this. You want to know why God can't give you greater because be, you can't be trusted. A positive person is the one he puts on the potter's wheel. I'm the blacksmith that blows the coals on the fire. I create an instrument for my glory. You can't even go through the fire without falling out, losing your mind. In the fire, they're gonna, the enemy gonna send everything to you. Why would you think he's not gonna send the ones that you did everything for? If that's the case, why, it wouldn't be a test. You need to see what God is doing. He's trying to show you what's down on the inside of you. There's something in the harness nest. I want to go home and say this. When you get close to the nest, 
they start stinging. That's when your attitude comes out. When the fiery trials are testing us. Do you want to know? It seems like we just fly off. We get mad and holler and scream. I've been there still going through it. But God, whatever you got to do, you just do it. I want to trust you. I want to obey you when it's the hard thing. Because I want to be trusted. I want to show him that I can, I can stand in the midst of opposition, that I won't change my mind, that I won't back out. That's why so many pastors are backing out now. That's why so many members are backing out now, because they can't take the fire. They're compromising. Why? They can't take the fire. The heat, they can't take the sting from the other bee. They let somebody come in and bring back the queen bee in their life. God will use someone who is not right to save your soul and theirs be lost. I thought that was very interesting. You don't want to hear them. Because you think they ain't right, but if they telling you right, trying to save your soul. God will put your blessing in a strange place. Daniel in the lion's den. Their blessing was in a strange place. Their faith increased in the midst of the fiery furnace, not out. Your attributes of God is not right, and he gave me that word, attributes. And I looked up the word attributes. It says a quality or feature regarded as character or inherent part of someone or something. Stir the harnessness. I pray that you really understand what God is saying and doing. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.